Chapter 16. Trust the process. Believe and you shall receive. Trust the process. 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 No matter how it's said, no matter how it's written, it is the most important thing that you can say to yourself. You do not need to like the way the process works. You do not need to fully understand it. You do not need to agree with it. You just have to trust it. What exactly is this process that I speak of? It is the meticulous process of losing weight. It is the tedious, gut-wrenching process of watching your body not cooperate the way you want it to. It is the awful undertaking of losing body fat that takes a thousand times longer than you think it should. It's the series of events that will take you much longer than anticipated. The events that will also drain and consume you for days and weeks until you become so frustrated that you will want to quit. This process is one that has its own mind. It's like a monster that has been possessed by the devil. You can't control it and it can't control itself. It is unpredictable and unreliable. You can't punish it for being a jackass because you need it to cooperate. It has you by the balls, even when you don't have balls. It kicks you and it makes you wish you can kick it back. Yet, you can't because you have to trust it. The motherfucking process. You need it because you know it works. It might be an asshole, but it works. It will only work if you trust it. If you don't believe in it, then it's useless. Having faith in the process will cause it to bloom and grow. It's like Christmas. Believe and you shall receive. Believe. Believe in the process. Believe in the series of steps that is needed to be taken in order to achieve a particular goal. The process of losing weight that is so very unpredictable. This is what makes this one so frustrating. People like to plan. People like things to fall into place like puzzle pieces. We like being told what our expectations should be all along the way. These timelines help us get through life. I thought about writing a book entitled What to Expect When You're Expecting to Lose Weight. I decided that was impossible because no two people share the same experience. Although we all experience similar adventures throughout the way, there is no clear-cut expectation. You won't lose one or two pounds every single week like the books say you will. You will not see one pound lost on the scale for every 3,500 calorie deficit you create. 
It is not as simple as calories in versus calories out. These are all the things that will frustrate you. They will derail you and make you want to quit. Many of you have quit before as a result of this. You feel cheated on, you are mad, you don't understand how you can work so hard at something and yet see no result. Who are you mad at? The process. You're mad that you have devoted hours meal prepping on the weekends, upset that you have packed your meals every day and brought food to work in fancy little containers. You're livid that you've skipped lunch dates with friends many times. You've woken up early to work out and stayed up late to get your steps in. You have counted calories and logged your food, drank your water and skipped your wine. You have committed yourself to this, just like you always do. And after a whole month, you don't see that much of a result. You're pissed. You are so mad that you decide you're gonna get back at the process. Most people like to get the revenge by punishing the process. This is typically how it goes. Jenna was an overachiever. She was used to everything being planned out perfectly and executed just as planned. When she started her diet, she got her calendar out and highlighted the dates that she was going to cross certain milestones. She was certain that everything would go just as planned because she was going to do everything right. There was not going to be any cheating. There was not going to be any modifications made. Jenna was going to nail this and meet her weight loss goals not a day later than planned. At the beginning, everything went perfect. She was even ahead of schedule as she was losing more than just a few pounds a week at first. Jenna was feeling amazing. She knew she was able to maintain this program and meet her goals. She was loving this new lifestyle and feeling great. One morning, Jenna woke up to weigh herself and the scale showed that she had gained 0.8 pounds. Although she knew that this was a slight weight gain and it could just be a fluctuation, she reweighed herself about 17 additional times just to be sure. Jenna had to accept the fact that she was up in weight for some reason and it was not going to ruin her day, although it did. She texted her life coach to tell her the ultra annoying news. Jenna's coach explained to her that there would be weight fluctuations and that she couldn't expect to see a loss every day. Jenna understood this, but she was still frustrated. The next day, when she weighed, she was down a full pound. The 0.8 lost with an additional 0.2, making Jenna very happy. This pattern continued for days and weeks until finally one day, the scale did the unthinkable. It got stuck. The scale did not move for several days. Keep in mind that Jenna had lost more than 10 pounds in less than a month. A bumpy ride down, but definitely down. Now it had been almost a straight week and the scale had not moved an ounce. Jenna had not changed a thing. 
she was still following the program exactly as she should be. The first few days, the scale didn't move. She was able to accept that and continue on. There was definitely a dark shadow over those days, but she kept plugging her along like a trooper. Then, almost a week later, Jenna was downright mad. She sought revenge. She was angry. She was angry at everyone who ever annoyed her, and they were going to get it. First things first, her asshole neighbor Maddie, this know-it-all, thought the organic canned beans were healthier than the fresh ones, and drinking pre-workout shakes made you burn more calories. Jenna had wanted to throat punch her the day she met her in spin class one day when she showed up with her boobs hanging out and acting like she knew more than the instructor. Next, her husband. He was going to get it. She was tired of him leaving a trail of shit wherever he went. Why couldn't he just pick up his crap like everyone else? His balls were getting served to him on a platter for dinner, all because the scale hadn't moved. Poor guy. The list goes on. Jenna had some rage brewing in her veins, and she was going to explode. Organic beans, boobs, and husband's balls. She was pissed at the world. In addition to her internal rage, Jenna felt the need to punish the food plan, and she was going to do that. She was very upset that it was not working the way it should. She was mad that it wasn't doing its job, just like her husband who didn't pick up after himself. And the food plan needed to be punished, like Maddie, who needed to be kicked in the crotch and the diet needed a slap. On the fifth day of seeing no loss, Jenna was making her kids breakfast. To her unexpected surprise, she started eating part of her son's waffle. Holy crap! The crisp, warm waffle with the creamy butter dripping off the ends, maple syrup, so sweet. She didn't remember syrup tasting that sweet before. In fact, she never really liked waffles. Why was this so amazing? It didn't matter because she was going to treat herself and have a waffle or three. Five waffles later, Jenna felt defeated. She not only ate five waffles, but also missed spin class because of her breakfast binge. As she sat in the kitchen and scrolled through Facebook, she managed to come up with all sorts of fun dinner recipes that she was going to enjoy that were not on the plan. She was going to do some serious damage. Jenna happened to come across a post of Maddie McBoobs in spin class, and she realized that she missed class that morning. That fueled the fire even more, and now Jenna was going to do some more damage. Maddie McBoobs. Damn her. Jenna had a feast that lasted for two days. She ate everything that she had been craving over the last month. Chips, pizza, Chinese, pasta, burgers, bacon, you name it, Jenna ate it. She felt accomplished, and she was teaching her diet a lesson. She was showing it how angry she was. 
No one was going to mess with her. No one. A few days later, when Jenna came to her senses, she had to face the music. She was bloated. Her stomach hurt. Nothing tasted good. She had no appetite. She had no energy. And she was always tired. She didn't want to admit it, but her plan to punish her diet had backfired. And she was being punished. Jenna was stubborn and she was not going to go down without a fight. She stripped down and hopped on the scale. She was not surprised to see that she had gained four pounds back as a result of her revenge. Jenna knew that most of this gain was temporary and would drop relatively fast as she was probably retaining water from her recent binge. After a week, Jenna was happy to be back to her pre-binge weight. Looking at her calendar, she had wasted more than two weeks trying to teach this non-existent thing a lesson. Unlike her husband or Maddie McBoobs, Jenna couldn't just take her frustrations out by having a confrontation or an argument. The only one who suffered here was her. Jenna suffered and her metabolism suffered. Luckily, Jenna had an amazing life coach who encouraged her to get back on track. Normally, Jenna would have quit. Historically, Jenna would have given up at this point. Usually, she threw in the towel right about now. And at this point, she would have been trying to teach this process a permanent lesson. Her life coach had changed her mindset. Her coach told her that she needed to trust the process. She needed to learn to believe in this process, much like believing in Santa. The second you start having doubts, you lose the confidence needed to persevere. Because you can't control what your body is going to do and how your body is going to react, you just have to have faith. You have to have faith that following the plan and doing everything right will eventually bring you the results you're working for. There is no way that your goals will not be met if you just stick with the plan. At that point, Jenna's life coach asked her to repeat the following statement. If I am doing everything right and the scale isn't moving, I shouldn't stress. The scale will eventually move and I have nothing to worry about. There is more to this lifestyle than just the numbers on the scale. I feel great and I will keep moving strong. Jenna repeated this over and over. She repeated this on the days that the scale didn't cooperate. She chanted this when she wanted to quit. She also started to trust the process. Jenna realized that this whole process was indeed a process. It was one that was not cut and dry. It wasn't black and white. It couldn't be planned out precisely and figured out perfectly. It was stubborn, like a three-year-old who will fight you until he wins, like a husband who won't listen time after time when you request him to pick up his damn socks. You see, there's some things in life you can't control and that you can't deal with, like Maddie's boobs bouncing away in spin class week after week. You don't have to like them, 
but they're there and you have to deal with them. You also don't have to like the scale and it might not move for several days or weeks. Unfortunately, your choice is to be patient and continue working hard or jump ship and eat your weight in waffles. Trust the process. Trust that it will pay off. Know that it is a slow and unpredictable undertaking. If you resist it, then it will prolong things. If you question it, you will be consumed with frustration. If you try to change it, you will find that it cannot be modified. You either will have to learn to trust it or it will destroy you. I realize that you're only in kindergarten and up until now, I've asked you to keep things pretty basic. Now, at the very end of the very last chapter, I ask you to do the most complex thing ever. Trust the process. How can you trust something that you don't understand? Well, you must have faith. You must be patient. You must have faith that this process will work and have that patience. Not only will you reach your goal, but then you have to maintain it. I'm pretty sure you already know this, but once that goal is reached, you have to work in order to retain the results that you've achieved. I've mentioned this several times, but statistically, people only have a 5% chance of keeping the weight off that they've lost unless they lose it the right way. The right way. A realistic and sustainable program that allows you to indulge and teaches you to self-forgive. A program that bases its curriculum on being patient and understanding that its process will come with mistakes and it should be lifelong. I have seen the pounds pack on my clients over the years. I have seen the pounds pack on myself as well, and I will not have it anymore. Maintenance doesn't need to be difficult. Stay on track. Continue applying the behaviors that you've implemented when you've lost the weight, and you will not have a problem. This is no different than anything else in life. Meet Billie Jean. Billie Jean always wanted a beautifully landscaped house. Every time she tried to clean up her flower beds and bushes, it would never last. One day, Billie Jean decided she was going to devote herself to accomplishing this one goal. She spent months pulling the weeds, trimming trees, fertilizing, planting, and taking care of her garden. She worked every day, day in and day out on this project. She thought about it nonstop and educated herself on how to take care and maintain this beautiful garden. She devoted her heart and soul into this. She made sure to fit it into her routine without compromising all of the other important things in her life. There were some days where Billie Jean didn't feel like trimming the trees, so she'd skip that day and she would do it here and there. She always felt icky on those days and would go back to her gardening. One time she took an entire week off for a trip. When she came back, she had some extra weeds to pull and fertilizing to do, but she did it. And the garden looked beautiful. In past years, Billie Jean would go on a vacation 
and let her garden go. And it looked just the way it started. Weeds, dead flowers, a bunch of garbage, it would all pile up. Not this time. She came back from her trip and gave her garden some TLC and bam. She knew that starting over and making her garden beautiful again was far more work than just maintaining it. At first, no one noticed Billie Jean's garden was looking better. This really frustrated her. She could see the difference and that was very motivating. She often looked at the other beautiful gardens in her neighborhood and that was her inspiration. Once people started noticing, Billie Jean was constantly being asked how she was making her garden look so good. People wanted Billie Jean to say she hired someone or sprinkled some magical powder around her home. Billie Jean would tell people how she completely changed her routine and made her garden a priority. No shortcuts, just hard work. She was now the inspiration. That was many years ago. Billie Jean has been able to maintain her beautifully landscaped home over the years. It has not been easy. There have been some months and even some years that Billie Jean has barely gotten by. There have been some weeks where the weeds have grown out of control. But Billie Jean has never let it get out of hand. She knows that getting on track and cleaning up the small mess is much easier than letting the weeds grow over and having to start from the beginning. Despite the little bumps in the road, Billie Jean has always kept her garden looking as gorgeous as it did when she first cleaned it up. The best part of this story is Billie Jean truly enjoys gardening now, and she really loves doing it. Billie Jean, you never look so good. What am I saying? I'm saying that if you do this correctly, you will enjoy it. If you enjoy it, you'll want to incorporate it into your lifestyle. It needs to be realistic and sustainable. If Billie Jean disliked gardening, she could never maintain this gardening. If she didn't go out there with this open mind, she wouldn't be able to succeed. I'm certain that the days were there where the bugs were bad. I know that there were days where Billie Jean was tired or it was raining. Billie Jean stayed positive. She kept her eye on the big prize and her attitude radiated through her actions. Let's talk about attitude, shall we? By now, I've told you that it's not going to be easy. You understand that this will be a grueling process if you allow it to be, if you allow it to be. Much like a pregnancy, being pregnant is not the most wonderful slice of heaven. At times, it really sucks. It is also the most amazing and miraculous time that anyone will ever experience. It is agonizing most of the time, but in the end, you will get the most amazing gift there is. Much like being pregnant, you don't know what to expect. You can't predict what your body's going to do each day. You just have to deal with it. Like many things in life, your attitude will dictate your actions. We've all met Betty the Bullfrog. You know, the one that cries and whines about everything. No matter what the scenario is, Betty will find something to complain about. 
My philosophy has always been, look at the bright side. The glass is always half full. This is the ultimate game changer. Shit or get off the pot, Betty. No one wants to hear you, bitch. There, I said it. Bullfrogs are bullfrogs because they want to be miserable. Their glasses are always half empty. Nothing ever goes their way, and they complain about everything. Bullfrog Betty makes Debbie Downer look like a rock star. Sometimes I catch myself thinking like a bullfrog, and I dropkick myself to the ground and talk sense into myself. Life is too short. When you're dieting, you aren't going to love every second. You're going to want to eat cake, and you're going to want to slap people. The worst part is when you don't eat cake and you don't lose a pound every day. This is when you wish you had Betty Bullfrog and Maddie McBoobs side by side with a taser gun. Word of advice, anger will get you nowhere. Staying positive will. Keep your eye on the ball. You have to remember that it's the big picture that matters. Much like any goal, you won't understand how fabulous the end result is until you actually see it. It's not tangible until the end. We discussed how difficult it is to grasp an abstract concept earlier in this book. There is nothing I can say that will get you to understand the feeling of feeling good. More importantly, that feeling of feeling good is amplified when you've worked so incredibly hard to achieve it. Nothing in the world can top it off. No antidepressant, no anxiety medication, no drug or substance can make you feel this good. The way you feel just by treating your body the way it should be treated. Initially, people who don't understand the positive repercussions of all of this will be negative. Many of them will complain. Most of them will quit. Those who persevere will cross the horizon of darkness and see the glowing light. As long as you embrace the light and stay positive, you will be comfortable on this side and you will never cross back. You'll know when you get here. I can't explain it, but when you cross over, you'll know all the people who are part of this club. There's no name for our club. There's no club association. It's just this metaphysical society that those of us that belong to it know and understand the importance of this lifestyle. It's not something we think about anymore. Once you're here, you don't ever doubt your membership. You know you are never leaving, much like a citizenship. As a member of this society, we can always tell when there are people who are trying to transition into our group. Often the transition is successful. Many times it's not. And the foreigner ends up leaving our club occasionally only to return again later at a different time. Once you're a resident, it is unlikely that you will ever leave. Your mindset and attitude have been forever changed. You truly love your new adapted lifestyle. You have no desire to have a cheat meal or eat poorly. 
a bad eating day is considered a day that you didn't get all of your nutrients in. Exercising makes you feel good. It isn't something you have to force yourself to do. In fact, you have to schedule a rest day in order to give your body a break. It's a great place to be, the greatest place on earth. There are no haters here. Everyone embraces other successes. We only look at the facts. We don't compete with others, only ourselves. We don't make excuses. We don't lie to ourselves. We don't get frustrated. There are no shortcuts. There are no bullfrogs. We don't cheat or cut in line. Self-forgiveness is a must. We learn from our mistakes. Food is our fuel. We keep it real. We practice patience. There are no assholes here. Praise to the positive. We don't judge. We love ourselves. If you have faith in the process, it will bring you good things, just like Santa. The more you believe in the process, the more you believe in yourself. People can't get far with any goal when they have tarnished view of themselves. Positive thinking bring positive results. Positive results create positive attitudes that generate positive thoughts. Positive qualities bring positive characteristics that spiral into positive outlooks. Positive underlying tones will cultivate positive environmental attributes that will bring positive viewpoints. Positive perspectives will fabricate positive international standpoints that will lead to permanent positive mindsets. Positive implementation of applications will undergo positive involvement with the exposure of positive participation and insights with positive theoretical and spiritual psyches. For the love of God, do you get it already? I'm laughing out loud, thinking that you dumbasses reading those last three sentences are thinking, what the F is she on? <sighs> Just trust the damn process, okay? Don't fuck with it. Just don't. It will beat you every time. It has never lost. It is stronger than you if you allow it to be. You will be the alpha and show it who's boss. Don't let it defeat you. Once you have established this, you will have no issues. You will have the upper hand. Things will not bother you. Your paintbrushes won't dry up. Weight fluctuations won't defeat you. They are just weeds in your garden that can be clipped away. It's part of the process. Weeds will grow. You will get rid of them by trimming them. Don't ever let them get out of control. If you do, then you have to start over. If you have to start over, then you do. I have started over many times, and I wrote a book about it. I never formally told you my story. If you are paying close attention to the stories throughout the book, they are narratives of pieces of my life, all of them. I am Carissa and Aliki. I am Billie Jean and even Samantha. I have been Aviana, Nikki, and Mateo. I am a master of everything that could go wrong when trying to lose weight. I was a teacher who gained a ton of weight getting my master's degree. I was called into the teacher's lounge by Bavarian cream donuts. I tried to get my run in during that lunch hour and isolated myself from the rest of the staff. I had no idea that a mocha had 620 calories. 
I'm the one with the true religion imprints on my ass. I've cut in line. I've weighed myself at noon after working out. I've eaten sleeves of cookies and brought more gadgets than anyone can recall. I've lied to myself. I have used all the excuses. I have skipped breakfast. I have tried detoxes. I have been unrealistic. I have self-sabotaged. I have painted a beautiful mural and scribbled all over it with black paint. I've watched the gargoyles party like rock stars while the wrecking ball destroyed all of my hard work. I went out to eat and ordered vodka water and had strawberry for dessert only to find out I didn't do so good. I skipped my afternoon snack only to end up eating thousands of calories of carrots and almonds. I have groomed and landscaped to be perfect only to watch the weeds take over and grow. The weeds still take over from time to time, but I always know what I have to do to keep it managed. I have taken every single mistake and learned from it. I have had to learn to grow and self-reflect. I have learned about the process and over time gained the strength to trust it. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust it. I don't have time to cook. I've had to put the freaking chicken in the oven. I didn't have to time to work out. In fact, I didn't even like it. I dreamt of being a runner, just a fantasy I had. I can't tell you how many times I bought running shoes and darted out the door with my ponytail swinging behind me only to return in disappointment. I had two things on my bucket list back then. One was to write a marathon. The other was to write a book. Both things required a lot more spiritual and mental strength than I ever thought I could possess. 50 marathon finishes later, I sit here finishing my first book. The wife of a physically fit PE teacher and mother of four amazing children, and I still have excuses. I still don't have time. I still get tired, and I still love long johns, and I definitely still get crabby. The gargoyles still come visit me on occasion, especially at 3 o'clock. Hashtag, his wife does eat donuts. I have a lot to learn, and I've learned to be patient. I have learned to self-forgive, to be flexible, and to understand there is no set plan. I have learned to love myself. I don't deprive, yet I know to keep it real. Realistic, sustainable expectations. I have learned to accept every mistake and make it a lesson. I embrace that. I have learned that this process is very complicated, but it's also very rewarding. It must be trusted in order for it to work. Believe and you shall receive. Trust the process. Keep going and don't ever stop.